Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 208, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. Welcome back, everyone. We hope you're doing well. Now, we spent a week in Mark's gospel. Yesterday, we were in Luke, but for the next few days, we're going to hop over to John's gospel. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, how are you mooing today, Marvin? Oh, I'm mooing good, Dave. If I'm not very much mistaken, it's Wednesday. It is. Jingle, please. Hey, it's Wednesday. Everything is okey-doke. Here comes Benjamin, and he's gonna tell us a joke. Hi, guys. Hi, Benjamin. How's it going, Benjamin? Oh, it's good, Dave. Yeah, my moose base has been getting a lot of traffic. Yeah, people crying out for more knock-knock jokes. Okay, I see. So that's what we're getting today, is it? Oh, yeah, you betcha, Dave. You know, when I listened on Monday and Jesus walked on water, it reminded me of this one. So get ready to laugh. Here it comes. Knock, knock. Who's there? Water. Water who? What are you waiting for? Open the door and let me in. (laughs) The water, yeah. What are you waiting for? Good one, Benjamin. Thank you, Benjamin. Oh, yeah, you're welcome, David. And hey, quick shout out to all my little howlers. Your little howlers? Yeah, Dave, yeah. It's what my fans call themselves. Okay. Well, then, yes. Hello to all the little howlers. Great. Well, I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Bye, Benjamin. Okay, Marvin. So, for the last four weeks or so, we've been hearing about Jesus doing amazing things. Healing people, casting out demons, bringing people back from the dead even, walking on water, calming storms, and just lots more incredible stuff. Oh, sure. Now, they didn't have TV or newspapers or YouTube back then, but all these stories were spreading by word of mouth. People would tell their friends what they had seen and what they had heard from others. And so, as more and more of these things were happening and more stories were flying around, coming from all these places that Jesus had been, people had to try to figure out, who is this guy? How is he able to do all these things? More and more people were thinking, is this the one that we've been waiting for, for all this time? Is this the king that was promised from David's line? Is this the one that God promised Abraham? Is it the one God promised Eve back in the Garden of Eden? Is this Jesus, the Messiah? And so, in the middle of all that wondering, well, that's where we're jumping into today's story, in the temple in Jerusalem. Okay, okay, great. Well, who's reading for us today? Well, today we have reached reader number 26 again. So, it's our friend Winston. Oh, hi, Winston. Hello. Today we're going to be reading from the Gospel of John, and it's chapter 7, and we begin at verse 25. Then some of the people of Jerusalem began asking questions. They said, Isn't this the man some people are trying to kill? Here he is. He's speaking openly. They aren't saying a word to him. The authorities really decided that he is the Messiah. But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. Jesus was still teaching in the temple courtyard. He cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I am from. I am not here on my own authority. The one who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him. I am from him, and he sent me. When he said this, they tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him. The time for him to show who he really was had not yet come. Still many people in the crowd believed in him. They said, How will it be when the Messiah comes? 
will he do more signs than this man? The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering things like this about him. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time. Then I will go to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you won't find me. You can't come where I am going. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man plan to go? Does he think we can't find him? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks? Will he go there to teach the Greeks? What did he mean when he said, You will look for me, but you won't find me? And what did he mean when he said, You can't come where I am going? It was the last and most important day of the feast. Jesus stood up and spoke in a loud voice. He said, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Does anyone believe in me? Then, just as scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from inside them. When he said this, he meant the Holy Spirit. Those who believed in Jesus would receive the Spirit later. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given. This was because Jesus had not yet received glory. The people heard his words. Some of them said, This man must be the prophet we've been expecting. Others said, He's the Messiah. Still others asked, How can the Messiah come from Galilee? Doesn't scripture say that the Messiah will come from the family line of David? Doesn't it say that he will come from Bethlehem, the town where David lived? So the people did not agree about who Jesus was. Some wanted to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him. Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees. They asked the guards, why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke the way this man does, the guards replied. You mean he has fooled you also, the Pharisees asked? Have any of the rulers or Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob knows nothing about the law. There is a curse on them. Then Nicodemus the Pharisee spoke. He was the one who had gone to Jesus earlier. He asked, Does our law find a man guilty without hearing him first? Doesn't it want to find out what he is doing? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Look into it. You will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. Thanks, Winston. Hmm. Seems like a lot of arguing going on, Dave, huh? Yep, some people think that, yes, this is him, this is the Messiah, but others are thinking, no, this man is from Galilee, from Nazareth. The Messiah is supposed to come from Bethlehem, so it can't be him. Yeah, but Dave, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. He was, Marvin, but they don't know that. He grew up in Nazareth, so that's where they think he's from. Okay, I see. And Jesus is saying some things that they don't really know what to do with. He's talking about going away. Now, Jesus knows, of course, that he's going to the cross to die. He knows that he will rise to life and that he will go up to heaven. But they, of course, don't know any of that. When Jesus talks about going away somewhere, they think he might just head off somewhere else, some other country. Oh, yeah, okay. And then Jesus talks about this living water. And, oh, well, here comes a professor. It's Professor Westminster. 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 Summer, springtime, Professor Westminster. Someone you can always fool. Professor Westminster. It's Professor Westminster. Hi, everybody. Hello, Professor. It's always good to see you. Yes, yes. I wanted to tell you about the water. Oh, well, what about it, Professor? Okay, so the reason that Jesus was in Jerusalem was for the festival of the tabernacles. Oh, the what? The festival of tabernacles. 
You see, every year, the Israelites would make a little booth, kind of like a tent beside their house, and they would stay in there. Oh, well, why did they do that, Professor? It was to remind them of the 40 years that their ancestors wandered in the wilderness without houses to live in. They had to live in the tents, yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm, but, Professor, well, what has that got to do with water? Okay, so the festival, it lasted seven days, yeah, one week. And every day there would be this big procession. The priests would carry these great big huge water jugs down to the pool of Siloam. Then they would fill the jugs up with water and they would carry them up the hill back to the temple. Okay, so when they got there, they would pour out the water before the Lord to remind all the people how God had brought the water out of the rock for the Israelites in the wilderness and to ask God to provide the rain they needed for their crops. And when they did that, the priests would all say these words from Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3. They would say this, Therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Oh, okay. Okay, so today's story happened on the very last day of the festival. This was the big one. Now, usually, the trumpets would give three blasts, but on the last day, they would give three sets of seven blasts. That's 21 blasts. That's a lot of blasting, huh? Usually, the priests would walk around the altar just once, but on the last day, they would walk around it seven times. So, this is it. Everyone in Jerusalem is watching. Everyone knows the words from Isaiah. You will draw water from the well of salvation. And it is now that Jesus stands up in front of everyone and says, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Oh, wow. Yeah, you see, Jesus is saying, It's me. I am the one you have been waiting and praying for for all these years. I am that veil of salvation that Isaiah was talking about. Okay, okay, yeah, that water thing now makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I thought so. That's why I wanted to explain. Thanks, Professor. So yeah, Jesus takes this festival of tabernacle, or booze as it's called, and says, you know what, this is about me. It's always been about me. But the Pharisees and Sadducees are furious. They're angry that people are listening to Jesus instead of them. They're not going to allow that. And as we heard, they tried to have him arrested, but the temple guards, as we saw, well, they wouldn't do it. Okay, yeah, yeah, and then there's Nicodemus again too. Yep, and so that's the second time that John has mentioned him. We heard about him first when he went to see Jesus at night, but here he speaks up for Jesus, saying, well, shouldn't we listen to him first before we decide that he's a bad guy? But again, the other Pharisees, they don't want to hear it. So, boys and girls, yesterday we had the story of the law with Moses and Elijah. Today it's this story of water that the Israelites had retold every single year at the Feast of Tabernacles. And all these threads that were woven through the Old Testament over thousands of years, all these promises, they're all coming together as we get closer and closer to Jesus completing his rescue mission. Now, we've maybe done it before, but today, once again, praise God for that amazing tapestry, his amazing story, winding its way through thousands and thousands of years, through the lives of millions of people, through prophets and kings and nations and empires. Today, give God big glory for his big story, for it is truly amazing. Yeah, Dave, it sure is. And, well, Marvin, that's us definitely out of time for today. So we will say goodbye. We'll be back tomorrow for a little bit more. Okay. Well, bye, everyone. See you tomorrow. Goodbye.
We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh.